now, this is the moment you've all been waiting for. We are live on the Charity Stripe Podcast with your hosts, Alex, Josh, and Nick. We're back once again. It's Charity Stripe. Pitch your free throws because they're free. Joshua Fisher, Nikki Snacks, Kreider here with you today. Alex Tossin Rock is not feeling well. Wishing him a speedy recovery. We're also brought to you by betonline.ag. Go to betonline.ag today. Use the promo code BELIEVE. Get 50% off your welcome bonus. There's You can bet on anything over there. There's a lot to discuss, Nick. It's a little slow in sports, but yet there's still so much going on, which is kind of crazy. Um, you could bet on futures still in baseball, which I think last time we hopped on air, we were discussing that Goldschmidt was running away with the NL MVP, and then your boy Machado has had an excellent week. So yep. he's working himself back into the mix. You can um, bet on Super Bowl odds as well. We almost took a future on the Ravens, but we forgot to because we got too, had too many adult beverages in Las Vegas. But the good news is we can do it on Bet Online. Yes, we can't do it on Bet Online. We were going to take the Ravens. That was our collective pick because the trend is since 2015. A team that has gone under 500 the year prior is in the, ne- the subsequent year made the Super Bowl. If you go back, at least one of the teams, not both the teams, at least one of the teams has gone sub 500, come back to make the Super Bowl, um, which is very interesting. And the Ravens, interestingly enough, who were eight and three at one point, lost six straight in a 17 game season. Now we have it. They were under 500 with nine losses. It's kind of a cheat code because realistically, they're not a sub 500 team, but injuries to their pretty much entire defensive backfield, plus Lamar Jackson being injured for a large majority of the second half, uh, caused him to go sub 500. Lamar Jackson also putting on his Instagram that he wants the bag. I mean, it'd be bonkers for them not to pay him, right? Yeah, of course. Yeah. They need to. I mean, he's, yeah. he's a top 10 quarterback in the league. Yeah, and plus what he brings. It's so interesting before we wrap this first part up. The NBA, I feel all of the salaries are crazy. They value within the salary the amount of notoriety and press and everything that a player brings to a team off the court, not just on the court. And Lamar to the Ravens, I sometimes feel this is a good example that the NFL teams don't necessarily do that. They really just value on field. Um, but Lamar, what he brings off the field for the Ravens franchise is not as important, but close to it. I would say with the charity show, we'll be back in just a hot second. Don't go anywhere. Don't move that dial. We're back. Once again, it's the charity Stripe. Hit your free throws. Cause they're free. Joshua Fisher, Nikki snacks, Kreider here with you today. Nick, let's start with the positives of the MLB all-star game. Let's I love the I love the I love the commissioner's picks. This is Pujols' last year. It's pretty much signaled. He'll also be in the home run derby, which is pretty epic. And then they bring in Miguel Cabrera, who it's his last year, presumably as well. Um, we discussed this last time that neither guy is really getting the send off, and you were a little upset about it that Jeter got or Rivera got, um, or Ortiz even got, um, but Albert. And Cabrera will be playing in presumably their last All-Star games in their last seasons. And quite frankly, like obviously Pujols is not what he used to be, but Cabrera is 300 hitter this year. Yeah. Like he, he could have been in the mix realistically. Yeah. So I mean, I don't, I don't, I, I kind of like that pick. 
as he's sitting right now, it's he's hitting 290, three home runs. I mean, this is definitely not the Mobile Cabrera that we've known of of uh, years past. But yeah, I mean, I do enjoy the fact that they're giving them the honor to play in one more game because let's be honest, even if Miguel Cabrera plays next season, he's not going to make it. So this is a, a nice little send off for the guys. And it's like, mm. it's the, their careers are pretty similar. I mean, they're two of the greatest of greatest hitters of all time. So I think, you know, when two guys are on the doorstep of retirement, you got to look at it and say, you know, we've got one in the NL one, in the AL, like what's something cool we can do for fans. You know, the, generation that we grew up watching right i mean miguel cabrera started playing in 2003 i think Pujols was what 2000 yeah so, around there 2001 yeah so i mean those are the guys that we grew up watching and it's gonna be a nice little send-off and there's gonna be some nostalgia as well yeah absolutely and it's very interesting the standpoint that for Pujols, he's sitting at 684 right now it doesn't look like he's going to get to 700, which we thought he was going to get to. So is he just going to retire and not get a 700? He might. Is that, is that is that crazy, though? I mean, isn't Alex Rodriguez four away? Yeah, he's 696. I mean, I don't know. I just, I guess if you can't play anymore, you can't play anymore. And, like, they're giving him, there's only so much, I guess, the Cardinals can do for a roster spot. They're a contending team. Yeah, it's not like it's the Tigers where the Tigers have a little more leeway, leeway and they stink. Like the Cardinals, like kind of need that roster spot for a contributing player. He he would rather stay with the Cardinals and finish his career sub seven hundred than go to another team to finish his career and hit seven hundred. I feel. Yeah, I mean, he's come back to the Cardinals for a reason. He's come back to retire as a Cardinal, right? Which I always it's always a big ponder of mine if he never left. Like, it'd be so interesting to see. He probably, I would, you know, injuries and everything. And he did have some really, he had a 40 home run season with the Angels, which I always forget about. But it, it always, he, he never hit over 300 though with them. Yeah. I'm always curious to see what would have happened if he stayed in St. Louis. But that's Heck, the positives. Yeah. He, he never hit over 290 with them. That is an interesting fact. I did not, I did not realize that. And he had, I think he had hit under 300 once with the Cardinals. It was like yeah, 299 or something it was like that. 299 the year before he went to, the Angels. He had like a ridiculous streak of like 330 home runs, 100 RB. His like numbers are absurd. He, I mean, he, again, he is probably a top five hitter we've witnessed. And problem, and argue, you could probably make an argument a top five hitter period of all time. Um, that's the positive. The negative, I would say, is something that you had warned against, which is every team gets a player in it. So, I mean, the, the D backs. There's no one on the D-backs roster, no offense to who's made it, that deserves to be in the All-Star game. There's certain guys that were robbed. I don't – I think the Yankees got a little favoritism. That's just me. Trevino, I don't necessarily think he's any better than Vasquez. But that's, I, and, again, like I would have loved to see Haim get in, Jonah Haim get in for the Rangers because I think as good as Martin Perez has been, I think Dylan Cease has been better. There's a couple different directions I go, and it's easier for pitchers – who were quote unquote snubs? Like you could point to Zach Wheeler, Aaron Nola on the NL side, the two Phillies uh, teammates. You could point to Logan Gilbert. You point to Dylan Cease on the AL side. It's two guys that um, missed the cuff. 
Yeah. And it'll be easier for them to get in because what happens is the guys that there's only actually one guy scheduled to pitch on Sunday, but some guys decide to rest and that they're not going to pitch. Maybe a guy that pitches Saturday, or a guy that pitches Sunday is not going to pitch on Tuesday. They still make the all-star team, but then they get to bring in a guy that's uh, that's going to pitch instead. And then that's yeah. how they make it. Yeah, I know. I, I think the favoritism is the fact that in New York, you have a good Yankees team. Of course, those guys are going to get in. I mean, that's just how it is. It's the same way with the Dodgers, too. I mean, when the Dodgers are good, a lot of those guys get in, too. Um, but, yeah, you're right. I, I don't think that every team deserves to have an all-star just because they're a team in Major League Baseball. It's blasphemous. Yeah. I mean, it's uh, – I I don't hate Otani being a double spot, but I definitely don't love – like I, I, I like. I mean, like he's he deserves to be an all star in both positions, but it definitely takes away. Like, why can't he just be one guy? Right. Exactly. You know, I don't necessarily. I'm not obsessed with that. I mean, again, the other, yeah. The other thing to consider as well is that um, there's going to be. I mean, there are injuries already. Like Bryce Harper is technically a starter for the NL, and he's mm-hmm. not going to be able to play. So there's going to be guys that make it that were snubbed already, just as reserves. Yeah, but the thing is, like with those positions, like then the manager gets to pick, and then he's picked William Contreras, who yeah, it's could it's going to be cool that the Contreras brothers in their first All Star game together, and he's like a fine player, but he's not an All Star. Like you could have picked anyone to be a DH. You know what I'm saying? It doesn't have to be a guy who's like a, literally a DH. Yeah, no, I, I feel you. I didn't, I didn't love that, but I mean, like the starters, there's not a lot of surprise. You know, it's a bit of a big surprise for me. This is Jose Altuve's eighth All-Star game. What's surprising about that? That it's, it's low lot. or high? It's hot. It's a lot. Ah, uh, man, I think he's. I mean, within these last ten years, he's been one of the best hitters out here. It's Verlander's ninth. Yeah. Well, Verlander's it's, also had some injury history too, so he probably could true. have more. Yeah, it's very true. But it's crazy that Altuve's eighth All-Star, like. Is he going to have trouble getting into the Hall of Fame because of the whole science going thing? I don't think so. Because as a whole team. Yeah. He's just the face of that team because he was the best player on that team. But I don't think so because it doesn't compare to the individual cheating that some of the guys did in the late 90s or early 2000s. Yeah. It's just, to me, it's so many all star appearances. Like, I mean, this is Cabrera's 12th, but that's a special selection. Like Bogarts, Jose Ramirez, both two of the top players have four, you know? And like What's Kershaw. the age differences there, though? Yeah, but Kershaw's got nine. Yep. He's got more all-star appearances than Arenado. Arenado's fantastic. I mean, it, 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 and then Julio, Buxton got... I had an argument with somebody that, like saying that Buxton shouldn't have made it. And... Because of his batting average, but he's cranked out so many home runs. He's he such a, he's such an unbelievable fielder. This and is his first one, right? Yeah, it, it's so important for baseball because he's such an exciting player. And the Twins are a franchise with great history, but they're not like that big of a market. They're kind of in the middle. It's important that the face of that franchise gets some play in the major spotlight. It's important that a guy that's that exciting, who we've really been waiting on, you know, we've seen so many glimpses of Byron Buxton. Every year, it's like this is the year he's going to break out, and it it is beneficial for the game to put him in there and give him that extra bump. 
I t- maybe five years ago I'd be like, yeah, this is a ridiculous selection. But now, like with the like, we in the discussions that we've had too, like the way batting average is trending, like I I don't think it's that blasphemous for Byron Buxton to get in. I think it's very fair. I would love, I mean, Ty France, like, is he gonna have another season like this? I don't know. Like, was this his one shot to kind of get in? That's a huge rumor. And that in those that injury he had like a couple weeks back really derailed him. Yeah, it derailed him. But at the same time, I don't think he was gonna become a starter because the fan vote wanted Vlad jr. And mm-hmm. a lot of it just comes down to popularity. Yeah. There's people that were annoyed that Soto got in ahead of Josh bell, but like you could only have so many, there was already two first baseman plus pool holes and the pools is going to have to play. Like it, it's, it's definitely, it's tricky. I mean, there's snubs every year. There's a lot of really good, really talented guys out there. And first base has become a very crowded position once again, which is, which in the past, it, it was kind of, it always, it always dwindles. Sometimes third base is the hot position. Then it's like the middle infield and shortstop is hot for a while. And now first base is making a comeback. Speaking of comeback, we'll be back in just a hot second with the charity stripe. Hit your free throws. Don't move that dial. We're back, baby. It's the Charity Stripe. Pitch your free throws because they're free. Joshua Fisher, Nikki Snacks, Kreider. Nick, I put out a, I thought it was a good video. I thought it was a funny video I put out the other day recapping a wild weekend of events. You were on top of it like white on rice. Or was it toss maybe? One of you guys were really on top of it. And from the moment I woke up was one of the first things I saw. Zach Wilson, quarterback of the New York Jets. Guy who, I'm not going to lie, I've called soft in the past. I've made absolute presumptions and stereotypes about BYU. And it turns out, if the rumor mill is true, it's one of the hardest guys in the entire National Football League. His ex-girlfriend, who, quite frankly, during draft night, a lot of us were very impressed with, looks-wise, we don't know her as a person, but looks-wise, a lot of us were very impressed with on the couch. Zach Wilson's ex-girlfriend, is now dating his ex-best friend slash teammate and best friends their whole lives. Roommate. Roommate. And they were roommates. And they put that on Instagram. They had a hard launch, as we've been saying. Soft launches story. Hard launches the grid on Instagram, for those who don't know. They had a hard launch on the gram. People called her a homie hopper. I have not heard that term before. I love that term. Homie hopper is awesome. They called her a homie hopper. And she clapped back saying that Zach Wilson was banging his mom's best friend. And that's why their relationship. And he's the real homie hopper. And he's the real, he's the OG homie hopper. He's the, he's the, he's the, he's the old man's homie hopper. Now she's deleted her Instagram. There's been a lot of turmoil. There's been denial. It's not true, but is it true? Like there's not been that, that much denial to the point where it's like definitely not true. So what's air on the side of yo, this happened course you have to have to even if it didn't still want it to be true yeah 100 so here i thought the question i posed was fair as his teammate do you respect him more or trust him less respect him more so a couple things here it's not like he banged his teammates bomb or banged his teammates girlfriend or something like that it's true odds are that this this woman that he had relations with has been around in his life for a long time and has probably been flirty with him for a very long time. And think about it. He probably grew up 
you know, 13, 14 year old little horned up kid looking at his mom's hot friend and thinking to himself, man, could I just get one chance with Mrs. Jones, Mm -hmm. Mrs. Robinson? Mm -hmm. And Zach got the bag and then she came into the sheets. Yep, absolutely. I mean, he bagged her as well. It seems like I, I, I've, we've all been there. The question is, at what age did he do it? Because then that there comes the legal issue of like, did he do it when he was underage? Is this lady, you know, technically a sexual predator? I mean, I don't know if we're ever going to know the truth on that. But no, I mean that's a great point. Maybe that's why there's a lot of mist in the sky, a lot of clouds in the sky. Could be because there's like some other stuff to go over. I think the thing for me is if you're a Jets fan, you've had a couple pretty boy USC quarterbacks this past couple go around. I'm not counting Fitzpatrick. Yeah. Fitzpatrick was a placeholder. Love him. Epic. But that's almost, and that was ironically, since Sanchez went to back to back AFC championship games, the only real winning season and the only real chance the playoffs they've had was not with second overall or third overall pick Sam Darnold, not with the fifth overall pick Mark Sanchez. Sanchez. Who felt, Sanchez fluttered out though. It was with Fitzpatrick since after Sanchez had gone to the back to back AFC championship games. Got it. So he goes to the back to back, then he completely flames out in, in, in New York. The only real shot they had was was Fitzpatrick. And here's what I think about your quarterback. This is a this could be a weird way of going about it, but just like not only does he have to be an excellent football player and have an excellent football mind, be a great leader, but he also has to embody what the team is a little bit. Does that make sense? Yeah. Like to me, Justin Herbert is the perfect guy for the Los Angeles transformation of the Chargers. And he's embodying that. The long flow, the pretty boy look. You know, he went from like teen geek in, in Oregon to like Cowley stud overnight the minute he was drafted by the Chargers. He kind of embodies that. Even Tom Brady has seemed seemingly changed to a Florida man. Like you kind of have to embody that. And I don't think Sanchez and Darnold were just New York guys. It's such a weird, like there's no measurement of that. There's no statistical like thing I could point to. But being from New York, they just missed the vibe. And I so, felt- you're, so you're saying that the New Yorkers approve of the whole banging your, your mom's best friend thing. And so yes. that's why Zach Wilson fits in. Yes. I feel like that's approved in a lot of places. I feel but like, I feel like the new, I feel like the horn dogs of long Island, the, the middle age, this is like the quarterback they've been dreaming of. Cause I didn't think Zach Wilson was this kind of guy. I thought Zach Wilson was like, you know, just like, just like, I thought he was kind of a square. I'm not going to lie. Mean, just- if I'm not going to lie, I thought he was a virgin before the NFL draft. Totally. Why you? Yeah. Maybe those rules didn't apply to Zach Wilson, which is a whole nother episode that because remember there was that one player in the basketball team that got kicked out for. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, look, when you're the quarterback of BYU and you're a Heisman finalist, like things are a little bit different in my opinion, but I think his Jersey yes. sales probably go probably skyrocket this season. I think we're going to see him probably climb into the top 10 of Jersey sales. If he's good. Yeah. I mean, not even I, if he's good before the season starts. I think people probably already started ordering their jerseys because they're buying into him because he banged his mom's friend. 
yeah. allegedly. And the, the league has responded pretty well too. And when I mean league, I mean the players around the league. I mean, DK Metcalf was even saying Zach Wilson confirmed the GOAT on Twitter. <laughs> like guys around the league respect it. I, I really don't see their back to your original question. I don't think teammates are thinking to themselves, eh, sleep with one eye open. No, they're thinking, whoa, this guy's a dog. This is who I want playing quarterback. This is who I want. This is who I want to go out with. This is who I want to be homies with. This is a yes. fun, fun guy. Yes. Okay. So that, if that's what, if that's how you think they're feeling, then now we're in a situation like uh, we can even we can even like pull the string a million miles because DK Metcalf, Seattle's going down. We don't know right. what their quarterbacks. He could be. He wants to go to the Jets. <laughs> he can go to the Jets. <laughs> whoever Metcalf, thought? Whoever thought? thought? DK Metcalf's like. I don't need to be in Seattle anymore. I'm going to take yeah. Drew Locke, who is getting, I think, the AP, ATP tennis tour. I've got a question for smacked, you, though. Yeah, go for it. So the turmoil obviously sucks for Zach Wilson's mom because now she's she Does probably it. lost she probably lost a friend, and now this whole thing has probably made the family a little crazy. My question to you is, is Zach Wilson's mom still friends with this lady? You know what? She might be. I listened to another podcast on our network. I listen. I'm going to shout out Alexis Texas's podcast. I listened to it when we first brought her on our network. She had a guest on, and the guest was discussing how she hooked up with her friend's son, and she thought he was really cute. And the mom let it was happen. Was this another porn star though? Yeah, but the okay. mom, the mom, let, <laughs> the it's mom, a little different than, than a Mormon family. Yeah, but the mom let it happen. The mom let it ride. Maybe she let it ride. Like, you know what? Like, maybe it was an arrangement. Like, maybe, like, she's like, a, like, honestly, it's like a homie move out of the mom. Like, I don't think, like, I don't know if any of my mom's friends qualify anymore, but like, back in the day, if it happened, I don't think my mom would have, like, it had the ages lined up. And like my interest lined up, I would be annoyed at my mom if she was annoyed at the friend. Your mom would not let that happen. <laughs> your your Jewish mom from Long Island would not let that happen. I'm sorry. My dad would though. Dads are different. That's true. That's very true. I mean, look, my dad's. I had to talk to my dad about it. He's a Jets fan. I know my cousin's gonna. My cousin's a Jets fan. He's gonna be stoked. He's dad, definitely. Dads are for the boys and moms. Just want to preserve their boys. And it's not very true. In. Yeah, it's very true. Hundred percent. I mean, if for I would like if this was, it would never be Mac Jones because Mac Jones don't need to do this. He went to Alabama and won a natty, and he's an absolute. He's a he's a presumed stud already. Like he could. That was another thing. Like Zach Wilson, truthfully, in my eyes, could have only gone up. Like I, when the Jets picked him, I I really didn't love the pick. I first of all thought they should have taken Micah Parsons. And I will still stand by that. I thought that, or looking back on, I thought that was big. If they're going to take a quarterback, I thought they should have taken Justin Fields. I thought they should have taken one of the offensive linemen, Panay Sewell, Micah Parsons. But if they weren't going to do that, I thought Fields was a guy that embodied it more. But But looking back on it, this is the pick. Looking back on it, like Lawrence, Fields, and maybe even Mack, they could have only – I had high hopes for them. They could have only depressed me realistically. I mean, they could have – they could have. They could impress me, obviously, if they exceed my expectations. But I have high expectations for them, so they could have only depressed me. Fields – I mean, not Fields, Lance. 
And Wilson, I had, I don't have any expectations for Lance. I'm just going to sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Whatever happens, happens. But for Wilson, I was very underwhelmed by him. I didn't see it. I didn't love it. Like People were obsessed with him. I was like, okay. He didn't show me that much on the field as a rookie. He had flashes, but everyone has flashes. But now off the field, I'm in. Look, if he's on the Patriots, though, or if he's on a, in a system or a, a winning program or winning franchise, then maybe you're thinking differently about that. And this is just an added bonus that he hooked up with his mom's best friend, right? Yeah. It's the Jets. You know, they, they were going through a lot of trouble with their head coach. Their offense wasn't really firing on all cylinders at all. Wasn't even firing, period. Yeah. Literally. Yeah. They stink. But, yeah, I mean, it's a good point. So, Maybe if he was in a better organization, we wouldn't have had these thoughts and it would just be an added cherry on top. Speaking of cherry on top, we have a couple more cherries to give you with the cherry stripe dunk anywhere. We'll be right back. Hit your free throws. We're back once again. Joshua Fisher, Nikki Snacks, Kreider. It's the charity stripe. Hit your free throws because they're free. We're brought to you by Sonos. Go to Sonos. Use the promo code stripe. Get 20% off. Who doesn't want better sound in their house? If you don't want better sound in your house, you're crazy. If you do not want better sound in your house, you are bananas. Go to Sonos. Code Stripe, 20%. It's great. It's helpful. Sonos is awesome. Nick, we all love Sonos. And as a DJ, I'm sure you love it more than we do even. And I love it a lot. Okay. You know what I don't love? I don't love a lot of changes. I don't love all these changes. And they're minor changes. And they're not even like teams I care about or sports I really, really love. I just definitely am not fully bought in. First of all, I'm not bought into the live thing. I respect it from a player's standpoint. Look, you want to make more money. You want to make, you know, like you can't really argue that standpoint. Like there's players across basketball, like Bradley Beal, who we've brought up, has all but taken his chances of winning a title as a main player, as a top three player on a team and kick that to the curb by signing this massive extension and taking the money with the Washington Wizards. But you look at the contract you sign, and can you realistically fault him? It's a quarter of a billion dollars. Like, he'd be foolish not to take it. Damian Lillard staying in Portland for an extended two years. He's making $63 million at one point. Like, you can't fault per these year. guys. Per year. Yeah, you can't, you can't fault these guys for taking the money and running. Now... I just don't, and Tiger's come out and said it. Rory's come out and said it. Rory's come out and said that, that in the Open this upcoming weekend, they don't want uh, a lift player to win. It'd be bad. Tiger says that he just doesn't understand it. Now, from a Tiger's perspective, like yeah. he, he's made more money than everybody combined in golf. So that's a little, yeah, it's a little interesting for him to come yeah. out. It, it's a little bit of a skewed perspective from him. But I just don't love it, though, because I don't love every time a league disbands. It just reminds me of boxing, honestly. It reminds me of boxing where there was all these different champions and championships and boxing just depleted. And it's a shame because golf, I felt, was on the rise. Yeah. Yeah. T Tiger complaining about players going out and taking more money is like a Tesla owner complaining about people complaining about gas prices. Yeah. Exactly. Like doesn't doesn't apply to you, bro. Yeah, you know, you, you know what I'm saying. It's like a guy that rides his bike around complaining about right. gas prices. I'm honestly like, exhausted. Though. Bike. I'm honestly exhausted though from this whole live talk, PGA talk. Just let it happen. These players need to just well, it's happening. Forget about it and just move on. You know, it's it's happening, and sure, guys are going to be outspoken about it. But I just want to see people play. Yeah, 
hundred percent. I just, I just love the structure of, of a league. And I know people have faulted the UFC for pay. And I understand and that's a sport where your real, your body, your body endurance is at most on the line, more than football, more than hockey, more than sports that we're team sports that we're accustomed to really watching. That's just a, it's pretty much a gladiator sport. UFC, even more right. so than boxing. It's just a, it's like a brawl. It's like two degrees from a street fight. Yeah. We still and, haven't seen the long-term effects of how these fighters end up for the rest of their lives. Very true. We have not. We have not. And the, oh my God, someone just, sorry. And we're talking sports here. Someone just texted me that Bruce Springsteen is playing in Austin in February. Wow. I will be going to that. So that's very exciting. I haven't seen him in years. Maybe I'll bring my old man. Um, but yeah, we that's a great point. You haven't seen the long-term. I mean, you could gauge the long-term effects by looking at boxing, by looking at boxers. Yeah. I think but, it's a little different though. I mean, the gloves are, the gloves are harder. Mm-hmm. Um, there's, it's just the hits I think are a little bit more impactful because when you're boxing, you're standing up, but when you're on the ground and you're beating someone's face in, like it's a little different. Yeah. The, the force the, you in boxing, they let, it, they let it go longer too. For sure. In boxing, you may, you'll take a bunch of, you'll take a couple of good licks, but you'll probably take two or three real, real massive shots. Yeah. In a heavyweight all, fight, it's different. You also are taking elbows and knees in the UFC. And we're only talking about your head. Like in boxing, there's a whole, you could only hit waist up. In UFC, like, these guys let you. How many times have we come out of a, a watching a UFC event and their legs have been mutilated? Yeah, it's just purple, purple legs from like like checking leg kicks, giving like it's just all bananas. How many? A lot how, of, we've seen a lot of broken ankles. You've seen a lot of broken shins. Like that doesn't very, happen in boxing. Yeah. No, not at all. So the pay there obviously is always going to be a topic of discussion, but. I do like the structure of UFC. I like how there's one point person in charge. I like how they schedule the matches because if, if it wasn't, it'd just be a free UFC's issue is the guys at the top at each weight class are too good. And there's really no one that's come along to challenge like Usman. There's no one that's come along to challenge like Israel, Israel to go up to fight Jan to really, to, to really receive his first loss um, in UFC. So we'll see how that goes with, you know, more challengers coming in if they can run to like a position where it's flatline and it's stale. But as far as a booking thing goes, like in boxing, like the promoters run all the booking. And I know it's going to be more, I know it's going to be more structured with live versus PGA. I just am with you. I don't want to see it. Let it, let it happen. I don't want to see the constant butting heads. And I just wish that they were in a position where they kind of de facto though. And I wish that they, the PGA could have come to some sort of agreement where then maybe then they didn't match live because it's a very tough thing to match the money, the Saudi money over there. But I wish they came to some sort of agreement where they were able to come close enough where this wasn't didn't have to be a case. Because I'm I just I'm just looking down the line. It's it's not going to get better. It's going to be a bigger and bigger problem. Keep in mind the PGA is also the only sports organization that doesn't have an open book. Their books aren't open to the public, so you don't know how much money they actually make. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a great point. I mean, they could be really raking in the cash and giving their golfers pennies. So, I again, I just love I love structure. I'm not a huge, huge fan of change and going on to change like that. The this is a small thing. The Steelers changed their name of the the uh, their uh, their stadium from Heinz Field 
Jack Krizier or however you say it, something ridiculous. It's super hard to pronounce. But Heinz Field was such a staple in the NFL. And I even felt that, like, I know the Lakers played at the Forum. And speaking of staple. <laughs> yeah, but, like, the Staple Center was, like, a staple. I mean, I don't know what the whole economics of that looked like. Obviously, Crypto.com, I'm sure, is in a better place economically and it has a, a longer shelf life and, and yeah. a brighter future than Staples. People really aren't buying Staples anymore. I mean, I mean it's just obsolete. Well, Amazon just smoked them. Yeah. Why would you go to Staples when I could just buy everything on Amazon? Speaking of Amazon, Amazon Prime today. Shout out. Yeah. Shout out to Amazon Prime. Why are we shouting them out? Just, just it's Amazon Prime Day. Is it? Yeah. So I could get, what does that mean? For like, just a bunch of really juicy deals that you can get your hands on. Like on what? Like on, anything? On any, uh, mostly anything. Everything's discounted right now. And then they've got like some top picks for things that are like super discounted. But like this is a great time to go and get wedding gifts for people. I bought my buddy's Roomba a long time ago um, for half off. And when he sent me a thank you, he was like, oh, my God, thank you for buying me this Roomba. This is so expensive. And I was like, yeah, real expensive. You, did you tell him that you got it half off? No. Nice. Feel, I feel like sometimes you would bleed your cards a little bit. I feel like you would be because you're a very honest guy. Right. But, you know, if he was, I, you know, that's in it your was still expensive. It was. Yeah, yeah. It, it was still expensive. It was I think it was like 300 off or sorry, 300 before the discount. And it was like 160 or 150 without. So regardless, it was still a nice gift. Here's how the three of us. This is my assessment. Tell me if I'm wrong. But I don't know why I just thought of this. You, me and Toss. If we each did that, Toss would do that and completely play it off like he just bought it. Mm-hmm. I would do that. Play it off like I bought it to the person. Tell everyone behind his back that I got a discount you would just feel the need to be honest and be like, yeah, I got it. I got it discounted because you're just a very truthful, very just, open. That is that, is that, a, is that a fair, not, not to say anything against right. me and toss, you know, cause I just no, feel like, I think you hit the nail around the head. I, unlike the PGA, my books are open. <laughs> you're an open fuck. Exactly. You're the opposite of the PGA. Um, I would tell you if I banged my mom's best friend and I would tell you her name, but that's never happened. So, I would tell the. I mean, I would tell you that too. I would tell. I would. I would have tweeted it out. I, I'd let the. I let the fans go do a deep dive on the Instagram. I'd brag about it for sure. I was never. I was. I was. I don't think we could discuss this on radio. But I've never been that close to that position. Um. But back to the Heinz Field thing. I just don't. I don't love it. I just. I don't know. I don't love the Crypto.com thing. I just. There's something about. And I feel like people have been railing against nostalgia in sports. And I understand that because there's been a lot of discussion lately about goats, best players of all time. And we're starting to compare like, you know, we all we saw a really unfold display with Mad Dog versus J.J. Reddick when he was like Bob Cousy and J.J. Reddick's like Chris Paul. It's not even a close debate because it's completely different lifetimes and eras and the basketball is completely different. And he's like, you're like hanging on to nostalgia. But there are certain parts of sports that should be protected. And I just, I don't know. I, I would feel like, imagine if Fenway park wasn't called Fenway park anymore. Yeah. I, I mean, imagine if, Pe- imagine if Petco park wasn't called Petco park anymore. Like that's probably like, I'm even like more reasonable, I guess. Yeah. I don't know. think Fenway or regular are ever going to change just because they've been around since the early 1900s, but you're right. I, there are some iconic stadiums and ballparks that should never change, but they probably will at some point. 
Um, Heinz has been around for how many years? Forever, it feels like. For as long as I feel like we've been alive. I mean, I didn't. I admittedly didn't read. I forgot the number off the top of my head. Like I didn't look up how long it was, but I just know that for as long as I can remember watching the NFL and I've been alive 27 years and I've probably been watching football for 23 of them, like really watching, like it's been Heinz Field like as long as I can remember. It's been uh, 2001. Yeah. So like that's pretty much exactly for as long as I can remember. It's been Heinz Field. So 21 years. It's been so, I guess, so I guess the people who watched the NFL before that, you know, before we were born, right? There were so many glory days for the Steelers in the 70s and 80s that it's probably not that big of a change to them. Well, it wasn't like the forum like didn't come in that like the forum is like not that it's still standing. You know what I'm saying? It's not like they, if the forum was that old, they would have knocked it down. I mean, it got granted. There's a lot of concerts there still, but like the Staples center wasn't that old. It just, I don't know what yeah. the, the new wave of media, the new wave of like sports and like the exponential growth of how sports are viewed and, and digested. And like our era of like, like everything that the Steelers were winners. They were like also a, a drama show, Big Ben. Like that was all Heinz Field. And like I guess like it's interesting that it kind of dies to Big Ben right. in his era. But like well, I, I definitely will feel some nostalgia. We talk about how Staples is somewhat obsolete now just because Amazon smacked him. Think about Heinz, right? Ketchup and mustard. If we're watching the glizzy eating contest with Joey Chestnut, they're not putting any ketchup or mustard on there. So that right there. It's hurting Heinz in general because young kids are thinking, okay, if I was eating a hot dog, there's got to be ketchup and mustard, but there's no, there's no ketchup and mustard on those glizzies that they, that they put down. Okay, Nick, here you go. Third, we have about 30 seconds left. Be honest here, not just for the sake of like, you know, clickbait. What are your top three condiments? Top three condiments. Like sauces. Uh, ranch. Number one, um, I would say barbecue sauce, number two, and it's definitely not mustard. I hate mustard. Not ketchup either? I don't, I, I really only use ketchup when I have a burger or a hot dog. Like those are the only two times. And like, I, I use ranch for a lot of things. I use barbecue yeah, sauce for a lot of things. I would say hot sauce. Okay. Hot Great. sauce, number hot sauce, number two, ranch, number one, barbecue sauce, number three. Nice. Very, very interesting. Yeah. Can you add them on real quick? Yeah. Me, I probably like, um, I like a honey chipotle. Um, I like, I like, I like ranch a lot too. And I would probably go like a Thai peanut sauce. I'm from getting fancy with it, but that's just me. Uh, We're the charity stripe. We'll be back in just a hot second. Don't move the dial. We're back once again at the charity shop. Hit your free throws because they're free. Joshua Fisher, Alexander Sopolis, who's not feeling well. We're wishing him a speedy recovery. And, of course, Nikki Snacks Kreider. Nick, great little fun show today. Again, it's the dog days of summer. And I feel as the years have gone on, like we're back in the day. Oh, what are we going to talk about? I mean, we love you and I both love baseball. But what are we going to talk about? You know, bat, bit, sports are a little slow in the summer. But I feel like we found like a nice groove and a nice love of the dizziness that can be the fall. The fall was such with college football and how our emotions are. I mean, you really are always put through the ringer as a Chargers fan and as a Longhorns fan. So the, the fall months, September to December and into the winter is always a bit difficult for you. But I kind of enjoy sweet July and how calm it is. Much like there's no stress on me right now. Like the socks are in it, but we still have time. The Celtics 
season's over. My expectations and my hopes for the Patriots and the Longhorns are as high as they can possibly be. Nothing has chopped them down. I, I kind of have come to appreciate July. It used to be my least favorite month of sports. But now, as I've gotten older, and as Tom Brady's no longer there, the Yankees are good. Mm-hmm. It's your vacation, you know. It's your time to I'm kick saying, up your feet and just I'm chill. Saying, you know, go I'm go saying. hang out by the beach, have a nice have a nice drink, go on go on some dates. You know, do do your thing. Don't have to worry about what game is on. I get it, man. I mean, I'm going to Europe next week, so the fans it's, out there they won't be able to hear me for the next two weeks. Yeah, it's, people are depressed about it, and but it's it's a great time for you to go. Honestly, the uh, it is. I plan it accordingly. Yeah, you, smart. I, you know what the thing is is like even in college, like March was like a March used to be a fun time for me because oh I love college you know college hoops March Madness is great but now the Longhorns are always like in it and they always 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 fall short of expectations they always they're like this could be a team that makes a run and then they lose in just depressing fashion missing a million free throws crazy buzzer beaters and so like this is really a nice month to relax appreciate baseball i really do think i I haven't said it enough i really do think baseball's done an excellent job this year um so kudos to them despite rob manfred being at the helm um but jerry you know what i'm willing to change my opinion on him and i'll say that we're the charity stripe drag both feet and bounce swing a full count with that puck hit that hit your pks because they're free hit your free throws why nick because they're free because they're free we actually love you 